Panther fans who want to keep pounding. The ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is this 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 is views is from Street. Now here's your host Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another rousing edition of the Views from Midstreet podcast, your home for all the Carolina Panthers talk that you can handle and a little bit more. We are glad to have you along for the ride as always. My name is Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show in Greenville, South Carolina, right here in the heart of Panther country. And of course, joining me as always on the other side of the debate forum. He is the great one, my co-host, my partner in crime, Lonzo Reitzel here as well as we get you caught up on a Monday afternoon. And of course, ordinarily, today would be the day that we took a look back at the weekend that was in Carolina Panther football, but no weekend that was because the Panthers played and won 25-15 last Thursday night over the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to break down the breakdown of that game. We've also got a handful of other topics to get into. Ow! Ow! Sorry, high ankle sprain. Sorry. Oh, okay. It was the the old delayed high ankle sprain. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, sorry about that. The delayed high ankle sprain will now sideline Lonzo for likely four to six weeks. Uh, He will hold up on the bench alongside P.J. Walker, who will now be taking a seat back on the pine with a delayed high ankle sprain, Steve Wilkes said. And and you watched uh, the pressers, though, but it sounded like this was an injury that uh, at least partially occurred in that game Thursday or perhaps in practice the last couple days. I don't think we know exactly yet. That I have seen exactly where it happened. Uh, if I recall, Steve said it happened during the game, but he toughed it out and he went back in there and then no one heard anything about it. No one saw anything. No one thought, Hey, he looks a little gimpy. I don't remember him went uh, limping around, but you know, I mean, tougher guys, not like me. Cause Oh man, my ankle hurts tougher guys. You can't, you can't tell they got, they got an injury. You turn that limp into a pimp and no one knows what's going on. Everything's good. Get your pimp walk on. Uh, Not the way P.J. Walker would have wanted to hit the pimp shuffle, but he is out for the foreseeable future, which means return of the bank. Baker Mayfield will get the start this on the road at Baltimore, and Sam Darnold will move into the backup quarterback role, which uh, if we're being – 100% 100% honest here. If we are keeping it 100, as the kids say, I think was the eventual and inevitable conclusion. You go back to that win over Atlanta last Thursday. It's not like P.J. Walker had the best week. Uh, we won that game, as we have mentioned multiple times, because we were able to run the ball for 232 yards in an NFL game, PJ 10 of 16, a buck of eight, no touches, no picks. It was the definition of a game manager. And now we get to see exactly, though, what I've wanted to see for the past three weeks. We saw the resurgence of TMJ, of DJ Moore, of PJ Walker. 
Now we get to see if Baker Mayfield sands Matt Rule, sands the offensive scheme that Matt Rule forced us to run. We get to see if Baker can open it up a little bit. And, you know, I'm, as a radio analyst, unsure if Baker is going to look different now than Baker looked a number of weeks ago the last time we saw him as a starter. As a Carolina Panther fan, I'm really hoping that it is one more occasion, though, to say Matt Rule screwed all this up and Baker's going to come out and be the Baker Mayfield we hoped it would be. If we end up turning a fifth-rounder for us, for Cleveland, into a fourth-rounder because Baker kills it and he ends up starting the rest of the ride, I'm A-okay with that if we determine that Baker might be a guy that is capable of carrying this team but I'm going to need to see a hell, of a, lot, a hell of a lot out of Baker before I go, okay, let's go ahead and bump up that draft pick to Cleveland to let him continue unless he for sure earns another year on that contract. You know, Rob, the last time we saw Baker was not the last time he started. The last time we saw Baker was against Cincinnati, and he drove them to three touchdowns. That's the Baker that I want to see, except for a Baker with number one reps, a Baker with – a healthy running back by committee because Chuba is supposedly uh, better now, going to be able to get some more reps behind Foreman. A Baker with a full retinue of just about everyone he needs. Um, and a Baker who's familiar with Baltimore because he played him a couple times every year when he was in Cleveland. So it isn't like he's unfamiliar with uh, their defense or the way they play, or their stadium, or anything like that, as far as bringing in the best guy to play against Baltimore, it's going to be him just from a familiarity standpoint. Yeah, it's a good point. Very good point. He has been there. He has played uh, at Baltimore a number of times, and now he gets to utilize that experience, experience that not a lot of other guys on this roster have, to give us a better opportunity. And I think you're absolutely right. You go back to that Cincinnati game, and listen – Regarding the 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 mild optimism that Baker is going to step in and be the dude, right? He did come in that Cincinnati game, but I think it's also important for us to remember that at the point that he did, uh, we were in a 35 nothing hole at that point, and there was a lot of work that needed to be done. Uh, Baker came in, had a, had a great go of it, and was able to make some things happen for us. But Cincinnati had pulled off the gas quite a bit. They weren't sending as many blitzes. They were a couple of reservists in there getting some XP. It was not a full tilt from the start NFL contest against the Cincinnati Bengals. But, though, I will absolutely take a stretch before a sprint like at Baltimore. All right, all right. So I I get everything you're saying. But also keep in mind, one of the problems that Baker was having was missing open receivers when he was starting, when he was out there playing underneath Matt Rule. He didn't do that last time he was in there. He looked like Cleveland uh, Baker taking him to the playoffs, Baker. That's what he looked like. He was hitting the open guys. He was checking down. He was doing everything that he needed to do. He looked like the Baker we expected to come in there. Now, whether – since he backed off or not, you still got to hit that open receiver. And not every one of them were open, whether it was a backup guy in there or not. Um, Because if you could, 
PJ never would have left the game, but he couldn't do it. Baker came in and did. I just, I, I think we can make all these excuses about why he did so well, but he did well. And he's going to come into Baltimore and not be intimidated by that defense, whereas PJ Walker might be. Ow, oh, 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 I think I, I think I hurt my other ankle. Oh, go rub some dirt on it, pal. We need you. Um, I, I am going to to I'm gonna mildly agree, but I'm also gonna say this. Uh significantly easier to make sure you're hitting the open man, significantly easier to make sure the ball's being placed on target when you're not staring down the barrel of a double blitz, right? And if you go back and watch, and you know, I know uh I know I hit on this pod uh, on this on the pod last week quite a bit, but go back and watch that Baltimore Ravens front seven on the road at New Orleans. Uh, they were making Andy Dalton's life hell in that Monday night football game. Now, the Saints went out and got their rear ends kicked by the, at the time, two and six Steelers team. So I'm not really excited uh, about comparing ourselves there, but Andy Dalton is, and I may or may not tick some Panther fans off here, but Andy Dalton is every bit the quarterback that P.J. Walker is and vice versa. I think they're very comparable in terms of their talent level, ability level. The Baltimore Ravens were sending a lot of dudes into the face of Andy Dalton, and Dalton never got comfortable. I don't know that Andy Dalton has the wheels to extend a play that Baker Mayfield has, but Andy Dalton was getting bum-rushed. Andy Dalton had Ravens in his face over and over and over, and was unable to even hit the check downs with any level of consistency. It was very nice to see Baker Mayfield. You're right. He was hitting the guys on target. The, the, the stride was there. The accuracy was there. But he was doing it against a base defense that was not bringing extra guys. There is a world of difference between being able to do it against a Bengals team not known for its defensive front seven after your team is already down 35 versus doing it from the get-go in the face of one of, if not the scariest front sevens in all of football with Roquan Swift now uh, Smith now patrolling the middle on their turf, in their field, while they are in the midst of a hunt for a divisional championship. Uh, it's going to be a test for Baker Mayfield. It's one that if he passes, he's going to earn a heck of a lot of leverage and his ability to maintain that position and to work his way towards getting an extension for next year. And it's one that if he fails, uh, I, I think you can go ahead and start kicking the tires on finding out who the next QB is. You know, I hear all that and he could go out there and tear up the world and, and, and beat Baltimore and still not start next week. I mean, we, we don't know. We, we just don't know what it's going to be week to week. Uh, as far as who's going to be the starting quarterback, uh, he could, like I said, he could go out there and have killer stats, and then next week Wilkes could go. You know, it's time to see what Sam Darnold could do. I, I mean, he absolutely could do that. So I'm getting my hopes up for one game. And again, this is you talk about you. You brought in uh, New Orleans and their struggles. Is New Orleans' offensive line as good as the offensive line for the Carolina Panthers? I don't think so. And the Panthers held their own against Cleveland, which has a very good pass rush, a healthy one when they played them because it was the very first game. And did they get through some? Yes. 
But uh, if the Panthers played Cleveland right now, I doubt they would the way they did that first game. I think they're going to be able to handle that rush. And I think it's an experienced guy back there who knows how knows what to do against this team in that stadium. Let's uh, let's segue this. So so you end up with PJ Walker getting a high ankle sprain that is going to keep him out for some length of time. Be careful, let's- Rob. Be careful, man, because because you could bump something over there where where you're at. You uh, right now, my too. ankles are fine. Uh, it's, okay. it's, 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 it's day to day. It's minute to minute, but they're fine right now. Uh, PJ gets a high ankle sprain. Baker returns from injury just in time to take over against Cincinnati to be available against Atlanta and now to start against Baltimore. Of course, that is coming off of an injury, a high ankle sprain and sitting in a backup position behind Baker Mayfield this weekend is, of course, going to be last year's starter for the most part, Sam Darnold. Of course, Sam had to take some time to get himself healed up and ready due to the injury of a high ankle sprain, ladies and gentlemen. That is correct. Well done. 15 points if you got that correct. Um, All three quarterbacks have suffered a high ankle sprain. All three quarterbacks have suffered a high ankle sprain at the bank. Now, this is very interesting because there has been a call from NFL players lately, and we got the uh, we got the update regarding DJ Moore, who said that the players got together and had a discussion and told David Tepper that it would be their preference that the bank go back to using turf, to using natural grass, to using a traditional field as opposed to the the synthetic turf that is down on the bank right now. There are also calls from players around the rest of the league. Now, this is very interesting, Lonzo, because I read it earlier in the week, and uh, I am not a turf expert, nor am I uh, a scientist, though I do like me a little science. Uh, The NFL put out a study, and so therefore take it – not with a grain of salt, but with the entire shaker. But the NFL put out a study that says they looked into the injury rate on synthetic turf versus natural turf and said that there is not a higher rate of injury playing on artificial turf that is greater than playing on natural turf. But there has been an increased call to return as many fields as possible to playing on natural turf around the league from players because they feel that they do get injured more on a traditional, or excuse me, on a routine timeline than they have in the past playing on natural grass. I have not seen, and this is not to say those numbers aren't out there right now, but I have not yet seen anything that directly links a rise in injuries uh, to the turf. I will also say that there were a couple of pictures floating around uh, of the the injury, the hit by the Falcons on P.J. Walker that a lot of folks suspect led to the ankle sprain. Uh, listen, if I'm David Tepper and the players come to me and say, hey, we want to go back to grass, right? We want to go back to turf. We don't want to play on synthetic turf anymore. I'd probably do it just to boost the goodwill of the players, right? My goodwill with the players. Uh, I am intrigued to see with the NFL coming out and saying 
there's no correlation between artificial turf and injuries if there are any league-wide consequences. But it is an interesting conversation going on when the players are saying to owners, hey, we feel that this is best for us and a direction that we would like to move in. Predominantly here for me, Lonzo, to see if David Tepper makes that move in order to kind of maybe extend an olive branch to the players. Yeah, so I've been scanning around looking at all this stuff and they came across the Kelsey brothers talking about this. And that's, you know, a Kansas City player and and a Philadelphia Eagles player talking about it. And when Travis Kelsey is talking about how it feels like falling on concrete, how it hurts worse, how it makes every bone in your body hurt, and the way the NFL caters to their players to a degree, which they should in this case because their bodies are on the line, if the players prefer it, whether the numbers bear out or not, they should go to all grass. Have you ever played on a, on a turf surface or anything like that before? There definitely is a difference between that and grass. Grass, the ground is a lot more softer. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I, you know, I've in this job, obviously, I've been fortunate to travel around and go into different stadiums and and you know be able to walk fields and and throw the ball around in different NFL and collegiate stadiums. And yeah, it's 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 for sure. It's a lot. Uh, it's a, it's a big difference. Like. Uh, for instance, when I was broadcasting down in the Florida Panhandle a number of years ago, uh, I got to travel to New Orleans for a Saints-Panthers game and actually watch the game down on field level. But I got to go in uh, the day before the game and watch them prep the field. And one of the things that I noticed that kind of blew my mind a little bit when they were laying the artificial turf down in the Superdome for a Saints game, Lonzo, was it goes directly down over a concrete floor, right? Like it's like concrete and then they lay the turf down and the turf has a minimal amount of a, a, a base pad to it that the artificial turf comes out of, but it goes directly down on concrete. And I kind of had that thought, right? Like I had that thought of when these guys get lifted up and slammed into that, I mean, how, how much can a, a, an eighth of an inch of padding on the bottom of that turf how much of a difference can that make between it and the concrete floor? And if you've ever walked, it feels like walking on slightly padded concrete. Um, you know, it, obviously in places like New Orleans and in, in Minnesota that are inside, they can't really do anything about it there. But it'll be interesting to see what they do in open air stadiums that have turf and in stadiums that have the retractable roofs if this starts to see... Uh, a shift in the NFL trying to accommodate the players a little bit, or if they just kind of tell them as they have in the past, hey, it is what it is. You're just going to have to deal with it.